is the world according to Julie. This is episode two. Yep, we've made it to a second episode. And I hope you enjoyed the first one and have subscribed and shared with your friends. My name is Garrett. I've got a radio show on K95, which is a country station in Richmond, Virginia. And this episode is about being nice, being an adventurer and a risk taker. Here in just a minute, we'll get on the phone with country artist and adventurer Kanan Smith. And then we'll wrap up with some positivity. Now, since last week's episode, I've kayaked, I've caught some fish, I've welcomed my family back from a month-long vacation visiting friends and family in Colorado. When they got back and I picked them up at the airport, I got out of the truck and I hugged them tighter than I probably have in a really long time. I guess I didn't realize how much I missed them. You know, for the first few days that they were gone, it was kind of nice coming home to a quiet house. I could do whatever I wanted. I was a bachelor. And then after a few days, you're kind of like, Where's my family? Now what? I had to go find things to do. So I would leave work and I'd already have the kayak and everything I needed in the back of the truck. And I would just go to my favorite place to fish and fish until it was dark. I was in a great headspace when I got home. And then I would, well, grab my phone, look at social media and immediately turn it off within three minutes because of too much hate and negativity. I don't know why people can't say anything without someone taking it the wrong way and going on a a hate-filled rant. I don't understand why people feel the need to break someone down or their comments need to be filled with so much anger. It is mentally draining and frustrating. So I turn off social media, I'm in a bad mood, and then I go to TikTok. And that my friends, is pure entertainment, even if somebody from another country is spying on me. That's a whole other topic. But I was thinking about this the other day. Why can't people just be nice? It's that simple. Do you remember that movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Now, he was a bar bouncer, and his number one rule was be nice. If somebody gets in your face... Be nice. Watch each other's backs. We as humans need to look out for each other. When someone needs a hand, don't question it. Lend it. This whole COVID thing and tension has brought out the best in us and the worst. You'll catch me quoting movies from time to time, and most of them are silly movies. One of my favorite quotes, and I use it all the time, Is this the way you want to be when Jesus comes back? (laughs) Thank Joe Dirt for that one. But I mean it. Is it? Okay. That's enough about that. Now, I've mentioned most of my career has been around country music. So I've built some cool relationships with country artists and people within the industry. And one of the relationships that I formed within the last few years has been with country artists Kanan Smith. And so Kanan was nice enough to, while his daughter, Virginia Rose, was taking a nap, spend some time just talking about life, talking about adventure, talking about music. So that's what we did. Garrett. Yo. 
sorry, man. I have my hands wet in uh, bottle parts, but I'm good now. <laughs> Kanan, welcome to the world according to G. I love the title, and I love you, brother. <laughs> well, thank you. Kanan is country artist, songwriter, Virginia native, husband, dad, adventurer. Um, man, I can't wait to get into the adventure part, because we're going to get into that a little bit later. I'm literally... Uh just getting Virginia stuff under control this morning, but we're, we're good now. Do you have dad duty a lot first thing in the morning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Christy's going to work. So oh, we, we split the duties. It's pretty much a scramble every morning before she gets out the door, just getting everything uh, with Virginia squared away. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty high stress. Because Virginia right Rose is not quite a year yet, right? Not until, what, October? Right. Uh, October 31st, Halloween. Yeah, oh, wow. she's a Halloween baby. That's got to be the best because you get nothing but candy. Costume party, man. She's going to have costume birthday parties her whole life. It'll oh, my awesome. gosh. That's cool. Think about that. You know, if you're a kid, that's going to be – I mean, I would have loved that if I was a kid, man, getting to dress up for around birthday every time. No kidding. That's awesome. Dude, things change when you have a baby. Yes, sir. Life changes dramatically when that happens and everybody told me that going into it um we got a baby girl she's eight months old everyone told me going into it um that that would happen but there's no frame of uh, there's no you know you don't have a frame of reference for what that actually looks like on the day-to-day until you're in it right and so now that we're in the thick of it um I couldn't agree more, and it's in it's in so many great ways. It tries you in every um, in every aspect, man. Emotionally, uh, physically exhausted, emotionally rewarded, emotionally drained. Uh, you know, activity free time takes a back seat, and so you just everything gets shifted. Priorities change. Imminent need is is right in front of you, and that's where you your time and attention and resources go. Um, the thing that's been a huge blessing is number one, she she's healthy um, and she's beautiful, and we love her to pieces. Um, I, the the big blessing in disguise is this uh, quarantine. Even though it's caused so much grief and hardship, it has also given me the time to be home for these critical days where she's changing so quickly. And um, me and Christy are getting to spend all this home life together, which to me as a touring artist is completely not the norm. I'm usually gone four days out of seven. This is a, a shift, and we were actually sitting, sitting at the couch, sitting on the couch last night just talking, and, um, and she helped me realize that that's part of the frustration I feel and part of the, part of the, 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 uh, the pull that I feel and, and haven't yet identified until last night was that, you know, I... I'm used to being out there. I'm used to being gone. I'm used to um, not being stagnant, you know, and kind of going from place to place and, and getting my tour buzz that way. And so this has, you know, I've, I've found myself having like these primal manly desires to just get out in the wild and right. and, and just kind of break free of the, the normalcy and the, the pattern that it has become lately. Um, all of that has has been a uh, a little bit of a, a juggle mentally, um, but I do think that thank God I've got a wife who's intelligent and cares about me. We have conversations, we communicate, and we talk, and and she helped me identify. You know, it's completely normal what I'm feeling when I feel like that. Yeah. A because I'm, I'm a dude, and B because I'm used to being gone. Right. And I used to, I'm used to 
getting my my rocks off that way. It's, it, you know, not not to be crude, and I don't mean it sexually. I no, you're mean, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, going and getting that that fixed where I'm used to being gone, and I love that that adventure side of life and the um, kind of the spontaneity of tour life. It's funny that so. you mentioned the 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 blessing in disguise with coronavirus. That's what my last episode was was really about because during that time I'm like you, focused on work, I'm going out, I'm just I'm working every weekend. It forced me to be home with my family and something that I forgot about. It brought me back down to uh, reality and slowed me down. And my wife said, she goes, you know what? I felt for so many years, and this was a conversation that we had on the couch too. She goes, I felt for so many years that I was the mistress to your job. You were married to your job and I was the mistress. And so she says, it's actually been a real blessing to have you home. And doing your job from home. So I totally understand that. And I think a lot of people not, I mean, whether it's in touring, whether it's in radio or whatever career you're in, you do kind of get in that mode of just fast paced, go, go, go. And you forget what's really important. Absolutely, man. And that's natural. I think, you know, it's, um, when, you know, it's like, there's a reason they put, those blinders on horses, you know, work, especially work horses, they've got a job to do. Those blinders help them keep their head down and stay focused, dug into their work. Right. And we do that. We do that a lot as professionals. And, you know, no matter what field, if you're hustling, you've got your head down and you're focused. And so it is hard to see what's around you and what's right there in front of your eyes. Um, and it takes a slow down to be able to peel those back and, and, and see, uh, you know, more there is more to it. There's more to just having um, success professionally in this world. And in fact, not only is there more to it, that's the least important part of of what life's all about, in my opinion. That's uh, such a great visual with the horses and the blinders. I didn't think about it that way. Well, I didn't either until you were talking about it. It kind of just hit me. That's that seems to be. I'm a, I'm a horse guy myself. I grew up. Um, being kind of obsessed with them, to be honest with you, and um, and, I, and they have a lot to teach us horses in general. And um, that's one thing that that is a power. You know, you think of how powerful that animal is, too, man, right. and, and what they're capable of, and how how with just the, the simple neck rein of a neck, uh, neck of a rein on you know on them, they they can uh, totally be at our command, which is a, a really a whole different conversation we should have one day. <laughs> how bizarre that that whole thing is but uh yeah they the horse thing yeah i think that analogy is true in my life especially i can agree with the the slowdown has allowed me to kind of sit here and be a family man again Kanan and i the last time we saw each other i went to nashville and it was in february and you took me to this this tiny i mean like Tiny little beer joint. It was the coolest place. There must have been 150 different beers, but literally three tables. And I think we had about 15 of those 150 beers in three hours. Yeah, man, that was, you know, that's my favorite little spot. It's called the Filling Station, and it's in uh, 12 South, the 12 South neighborhood of Nashville. And 
Um, 12 South, just a few years ago, was a lot less developed than it is now. And so the filling station, even then, was more off the grid than it is now, Right, believe it or not. Um, and so I, I fell in love with it right away because of that off-the-grid quality. Uh, when I come in off the road or, or whatever, I don't want to go downtown to Broadway and all these other bars where there's it's wall-to-wall. Well, not anymore, but used to be wall-to-wall right. with people and noise. I, I was always hunting for those hole-in-the-wall tucked back places that you could kind of just sit there and feel like you're having a beer on your back patio. Well, that's what I think I loved about it. It was just us and the the guy behind the counter for a good two hours before somebody else walked in. We talked about everything from life to career and the plan that kind of got, well, at that time, it was everything was moving forward. And now has kind of been obviously put on hold. Ever since we met, we've been met with the resistance of coronavirus, murder hornets, civil unrest, <laughs> and and just a lot of anger. Um, your plan, you uh, you were just signed to a new label, part of uh, Florida Georgia Lines' new label. You're their flagship artist. It's Round Here Records. Now, you had another deal back in 2014, and you kind of got out of that a couple of years ago. You've been writing yep. music really since then, right? Oh, yeah, man. I I was at a point in my career where um, I just thought I, I, I felt like I had to make some changes. Um, I think there there comes a point probably in most people's lives where they feel that way um, at one point or another with as it relates to your career. And for me, it was uh, just a sort of a feeling of stagnancy, you know, and... and um, Again, I'm an adventurer. I like taking risks. Um, and for me, I wanted to break free of what was kind of making me feel stagnant, which ultimately leads to lack of creativity, which can kill a career. Right. And um, for me, I needed rejuvenated. I needed to go where I felt like I was inspired to hustle again in a way that I had become a little complacent prior. And so now... Uh, I had this opportunity in front of me and where the timing had, was perfect. You know, my publishing deal was about to be up, about to be a free agent in that regard. Um, my manager at the time had been a day one believer. We just had reached a point, you know, seven years into it where I felt like we weren't going to hit the home run together. Um, and uh, I kind of felt that way about the label I was with at the time, too. And uh, even though all these people are great people, and I thank God that they were part of my journey, I just felt like the team needed changed up, man. And that happens in all sports. It happens in all all fields and careers. Um, and, and for me, it happened, yeah, about two year and a half ago. Uh, Tyler and Brian of Florida Georgia Line, we've been buddies since college and we uh we all went to belmont at the same time and became real good friends in those early days writing songs after class um doing the uh the 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 house party thing together you know um it was just a, a really cool time where i got to be I got to be a, a, a young dreamer with those guys early on because you, we moved, we all moved to town from other places for the one goal of become of making it music, and so 
we were all kind of at the same starting line um, at the same time. And that's really cool when you can find people who uh, want to chase a wild dream uh, at the same as you do. Because uh, it helps you. It's just like a workout, buddy. I, I find it so much harder to work out if I don't have somebody keeping me accountable. Oh, yeah. If I don't have on the schedule, I've got to go meet so-and-so to work out from this time to this time. Uh, and so for me, that early starting point was sort of like a, a workout buddy. And so when I, when I hit this point in my career where I felt like I needed rejuvenated, and the timing on their side was perfect. They were about to start this label. Those two worlds collided at such a, a God, a God uh, given moment that I was able to get up with the, the guys that I was, that were my workout buddies from day one. I was going to say it just kind of, it, uh, it's very cool how you've been able to maintain that friendship, that relationship with those two, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, even given, I mean, they just, you know, they're kind of on a different level career wise than half of the country music world. And Mm -hmm. for them to, you know, you to be able to write with them and do all that stuff. I saw a picture of the three of you guys all wearing hats, all with beards. I think it's on your Instagram page. I was like, y'all look like brothers. Yeah, we are, man. We're not <laughs> not uh, not blood brothers, but but um, you know, like got each other's back, brothers right. uh, for sure. Day one brothers, friend friends that that believe in one another, um, friends that uh, are inspired by one another constantly. I've, I've I mean, you you can't find any any um, e- example of hustling and going after it any better example than Florida Georgia line. They're a household name because of that. Right. They've hustled so hard and they still do. And so that man has just uh, inspired me and and trickled down to my day-to-day mentality in a way that's um, given me a whole, a whole new vision for my career, a whole new passion for my career, a whole new focus a slew of songs and a, and a direction that's honed. And I'm just so excited. And it's been a coming home for me, man. It really has been a, a returning to my roots um, across the board. We've had this conversation before, but when you say it's inspired you and brought you back to your roots, your roots here in Virginia, um, Absolutely. you're from Williamsburg. Now you graduated high school here. When did you move away? I moved away in 2005, January. Okay. And um, so I've been here 16 years, and it'll be um, it'll be 16 in January. Um, and 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 there's not a day that goes by where uh, Virginia isn't on my mind. And that's not because it's not because I don't love it here. It's just this stage of my life is. Um, is such a uh, has been such a return. I named my daughter Virginia. Um, so there's, you know, I think it's because I've reached a point where I need to dig deep and just be okay with who I am and and accept the story as it is, uh, the story of my life. And Virginia is such a huge part of that. Uh, you know, I grew up there and I learned a lot of hard lessons. I experienced loss and heartbreak. Uh, you know, and victories, and uh, right. I got all my my grown up stories there. So 
man, it's uh, it's been a, a really cool season to as a songwriter and as an artist to just draw from all of that. When and, you say your Virginia roots and you say you want to, you know, kind of bring the music back around, um, mm-hmm. explain that a little bit. Yeah, man, for me, country music was born in Virginia when you study country music and the, the origination of it. Um, American country music was came from that Bristol, Tennessee area, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, Bristol, Virginia area, which is on the Tennessee line. Um, and so that sound, um, it dispersed itself all across the state of Virginia. There's so much, There's a lot of musical talent in Virginia, and there's a lot of fla- musical flavor mm-hmm. in Virginia. You've got the mountain sound, that Appalachian mountain sound, um, and you've got the beach sound down in Virginia Beach. Um, there's a there's a scene for rock. There's a scene for everything in in, in Virginia. Um, but for me, it's sort of a hybrid of all of it. And but most recently, what I'm drawn to when I'm when I'm and I think it's because of the return that I'm talking about that's happening, the return to my roots and that 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 searching for the basic honest version of myself. Um, I'm drawn to the the most original version of, of that American country music sound, that Appalachian Virginia sound. And for me it's been so much fun to um to to watch that come out in me. Those instincts that I didn't know were there. Um but they sure are. And and so I'm just chasing my instincts and it's coming out to to sound like something that I think Virginia would be proud of. Uh, at least that's one thing I hope for. It's so- certainly something I'm proud of. Well, look, I've heard you've sent me like three songs. One of them we're playing on K95, which is Colder Than You, and that's your that's your current single. Such mm-hmm. a cool song. And, I, you know, just trying to think about the, the, the basis behind the song, I'd never thought about that before. Yeah, I hadn't either, you know, and, and, and it takes it takes a lot of, I think, uh, a lot of tries, and, and it, it obviously takes time to get the stuff right. Um, but right now, the music feels more right than ever for me, man. And, um, and it also is reflective of those, I mean, when I moved to town, Garrett, almost 16 years ago, I was wearing a cowboy hat and starched Wrangler jeans, but <laughs> belt buckle, you know, and I was George Strait Jr., you know, in my mind, that's what I moved to town to do. Right. Um, which is, which is pretty cool because I think that, I think you hear that in colder than you. I think you're hearing that original version of me where I, where the dream I originally moved to chase was to do authentic original country right. music. Um, but now I've, now I've, I've returned to my, my Virginia roots in such a way that it's, uh, all the music that's coming out is a hybrid of those, early George Strait dreams with my authentic Virginia influence. Um, and I'm, yeah, it's cool, man. I've, I've been writing so much, even since I've seen you that there's so many songs I want you to hear, man, that I'm, I'm about to go record again. Cause we're, we're going to just put a whole album out. I've heard, uh, colder than you, which we're playing. I've heard sweet Virginia, but I was going to ask if you were doing more, if you're going to put out an EP or if you were planning an album or just, you know, re- releasing like instant grat tracks. What I'm going to do is put a whole album out, but I think I'm going to release a couple um, on the way. A couple of the songs from the album will be available, dispersed over time, uh, leading up to the full album release uh, in the fall is the plan. So Cool. Um, 
Yeah, the, uh, the, the, I think we're actually going to give people another taste of what's coming with a song called Cabin in the Woods. That's what uh, it was. That was a song that you yeah. sent me. I like that a lot. Thanks, man. I, that's one of my favorites that we've got on the project so far. It's, um, it, it just puts me in a place of nostalgia. It puts me kind of where I'm, where I'm, where I'm always daydreaming of being, and that's out there in the woods, man. And um, with my, with nothing but space and time to just relax and sit around a fire, take in a good hike, with some views. Um, that is, you're, you're, you know, you're describing my heaven when you're talking about stuff like that. <laughs> that's Virginia influence too. That's finally coming out i went to college my freshman year right there at james madison um university yeah you know Shenandoah valley area so i think i I didn't know how bad i missed all of that until i had time to step back take those blinders off well i was going to talk about touring next but this seems like the logical transition to talk about the outdoors um and you talk about virginia and the Shenandoah valley and all the great places here have you ever hiked the AT? I haven't done it. No, we, um, me and my buddy Zach were just talking about doing the AT, or at least part of it. So that's still on the bucket list. Uh, now I've I've done plenty of hikes, but I hadn't done I hadn't done that one. I've been watching on YouTube I, for some reason. I don't know why. It's kind of one of those things on my bucket list as well. But I've been well, watching yeah. like through hikes of the of the AT, where I mean, like it takes months to do a through hike. Oh yeah. And I'm like, my gosh, some of these people that have the the means, number one, the ability yeah. to take the time off to just say, right. you know what, I'm going to put my life on hold and I'm going to go hike, who have to go awesome find themselves. I, I'm, I'm kind of enamored by these people. I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I had three months to do that. <laughs> right. One day, maybe. Right now, it's, for me, it's the most I can get is is about a five day trip, right. which I'm about to take. I've noticed on your Instagram as well. You're doing some you're doing some camping. I know you just like no, being man, in the I'm outdoors. Good. Are you a tent camper? Are you an RV guy? A hammock camper? Or just a bedroll under the stars? I am all of that. And um, what I'm really good at is um, self contained camping, where uh, it's all on my back. Everything I need. Um, and so we'll, we'll just pull up and trail off to wherever it feels right and set up there. Now, what I'm, what I'm learning to do, I'm in the midst of and studying up on, um, is, uh, shelter building where I won't need a tent at all. I'll, um, and I'll stay in the same place for an extended period of time almost doing survival uh wilderness survival kind of like an a-frame or a lean-to or a lean-to yeah yeah all kinds of different ones i'm going to try i'm going to get out in different places and 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 see what works best but i've been studying up on it and, and learning what to look for and and what's best for each scenario i also uh signed up to do this trip that unfortunately covid for the time being uh just found out because of state border closings and quarantines and all that stuff. The trip has to be postponed. But Jordan Jonas, if you've heard that name, is the winner of season six. Um, He's from Virginia. He's from Virginia. He he lives in uh, Idaho now, and he does um, these excursions, these wilderness training trips. And I signed up to do that. We, we, were, we were heading out August 2nd. But then... 
border closings and quarantine kind of got in the way and we had to we had to uh, push pause. So what I'm doing instead is I'm waiting up until last minute to see where it's still safe to fly. Um, mi- mission being Bend, Oregon is what we're going to try to do. Oregon's okay. pretty, pretty chill about the quarantine situation right now. So we're thinking we have a good shot at doing this wilderness survival without a guide. Me and my buddy Zach. So, um, He's all into the same stuff. He's been a buddy of mine for a long time. Him and his wife live in Atlanta. He's my go-to guy for this sidekick adventure um, that I'm always drawn to when I need a break or I'm just having that, you know, that manly urge to get in, get out there and get in the wild. So we take trips like this a lot. And my wife and I do the camping thing. Now, we, we'll do tent camping together. Okay. Uh, but she's not, she, she's not up for doing the stuff that gets me going uh, <laughs> the, the the more uh, wilderness survival more wilderness survival bushcraft I'm, yeah bushcraft exactly I've, I've got everything you need in theory to do an extended stay um, so now I'm just going to go start with like a five or six day run um, hopefully out in Oregon and, and if that doesn't work we'll just drive somewhere to the Cherokee National Forest here in Tennessee, um, or even parts, even Georgia, maybe. We'll see. I um, feel like I want to have you back on after this because that's yeah. kind of my secret obsession as well is the bushcraft stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I watch. I've watched every season of Alone. I know exactly who jo- you know who uh, Jordan yeah. Jonas is. Um, awesome. I watch Mountain Men all the time. Um, oh, yeah. I watch Naked and Afraid. Uh, yep. So all this stuff kind of falls into that category and you're you're speaking my language now okay well let's do it let me let me go take it take this trip let me um come back beat up and, and humiliated <laughs> oh man that's uh do you follow any uh youtubers that uh that do this stuff no no i don't actually i, I probably should I, i'm reading bushcraft 101 um i'm also reading the trapper's bible um, and I'm I'm Googling a lot. Uh, I'm actually having conversations with Jordan Jonas, and he's kind of giving giving me some pointers on gear and whatnot. Uh, just asking around. Even my buddy Zach, he's probably a little more versed in it right now than I am. So he's he's had some good advice and. It's a, it's a daily part. It's a part of my daily routine, studying bushcraft. I'm telling you, uh, you said you were reading Bushcraft 101. Is that the book from David Canterbury? Yeah. My Self-Reliance Outfitters. I tell you, yep. his YouTube channel is awesome if you get a chance to check okay. it out. You can learn so much. Okay. I mean, you can learn a ton from Jonah, you know, from uh, Jordan, but... Um, yeah. My self-reliance outfitters with uh, David Canterbury. I have all his books too. So, Hell yeah. um, all right, I'm going to do that right now. I'm I'm, I'm going to write that down so I go there and check out his page. Yeah, he's uh, he's very cool and he's very you know self-reliant in that whole bushcraft world, which uh, I love to. What a skill, man! I want to be able to pass that on to my daughter. I want to I want to know what I'm doing out there. Should should I ever need to survive in that fashion, I would know what I'm doing so that I could take care of my family so that I can pass it on and make sure they can take care of themselves. All of that's important, I think. See, I knew that there was, when you said you were doing this uh, survival thing, I didn't know exactly what you were saying, but now it's like I'm all in on following your journey through that. That's going to be cool to watch. That's what I, yeah, I'm excited too for that. I, um, I, we won't have cell signal, but I'll be able to video, uh, 
things as, as it's happening and share my experience that way. And then when I get back, I'll, I'll definitely make sure I, I, uh, show how, how it all went down. Cause that's, you know, for me, it's going to be a learning experience and, um, it's, uh, I think I'm going to have the best time and the most miserable time all at the same time. So, <laughs> uh, Cause I'm trying to do the official, I'm trying to do as legit as possible. I, I'm going to bring, um, a pack of, a couple packs of tuna as emergency, rations you know what i'm saying but i'm trying to catch what i eat um for the most part so we'll see how it goes colder than you is the name of the current single it's available pretty much everywhere right it's everywhere you listen to music so however you do that check it out and yeah man i i'm i got high hope high hopes for this one and you by the way garrett were the first in the nation to start playing this song so i want to thank you uh publicly just for being a, a believer and a supporter that that has meant so much to me man and our friendship uh means a lot i appreciate you sure. you coming to the table and going to bat for for my song because i know you believe in it real quick i'm gonna i want to wrap up on a couple of things here and then i'll I'll let you go back to cleaning baby bottles and uh you know feeding virginia rose going through all of this and what we've experienced the last few months what is something that can really make your day it can be as simple as seeing blue sky. I like to end my podcasts with some positivity. So okay. something that can really make your day. A fire, having a good, building a fire and sitting around it. Even if it's only a, a 20 minute burn, I, um, I find so much reflection in those 20 or 30 minutes. And sometimes it's longer because it's, you know, because there's beer involved, but other times it's just I only have a window of time that's short and I still try my best to get the fire prepped during the day. We just have a little fire pit, you know, patio or whatever with like a gravel area where we have this big cauldron and um, we sit around it and and look up at the stars that we can see here in the city, which isn't a ton. But Right. Well, um, look, that's all you really need is the is the warmth, yeah. the light and the crackles. Yeah, the flame. Yeah, exactly. I just stare at the flame and kind of just zone out. And that that makes every time it's done, man, I honestly feel like that was a good day. You know, I can wrap it up. You have to wear your last text message on your shirt. What does your shirt say? Okay, let's see. The very last text message is from Tyler Hubbard at 9 a.m. on the dot. He said, no, nah, you'd crush it. That's a great shirt right there. Nah, you'd crush it. He sent me a picture of him a bike. He rode 25 miles on his bike this morning. She sent me a picture of it, and I said, I would die. And he said, no, you'd crush it. <laughs> That's great. Always great to chat with you. My buddy, Kanan Smith, hopefully we'll get to do it over a beers again, again soon in a campfire. Everybody can find you on socials where? Uh, it's just Kanan Smith, C-A-N-A-A-N. The spelling's a little funky, and people like do it wrong all the time, but... I'm the one with the blue check mark. There you go. Go check out Kanan. Go listen to his new song, Colder Than You. And then we're going to wrap up with Can I Get an Amen? Hey, freaking man. Always so great to talk to Kanan. I saw this story and I thought this was so good. It kind of made my, my hair stand on end reading about it. This is tragic, though with a happy ending. There was a 30-year-old woman in Phoenix. She died in a fire last week. But her baby survived, thanks to a guy named Philip Blanks. Now, Philip is a former Marine who was also a wide receiver in college. So before this woman died last week, she
she dropped her son from her third floor balcony. And Philip was there to catch the baby. I just had tunnel vision on the patio, and when the boy got thrown off the balcony, he was twirling in the air um, like a propeller. His head landed perfectly in my elbow. Instinct, it wasn't much thinking, I just reacted. I just did it. To the mother, she is the real hero of the story because she made the ultimate sacrifice to get her children out. Wow, absolutely amazing. That is what it's about right there. Again, taking it back to the beginning of the podcast. It's all about watching each other's backs. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. And that is the world according to G. Thank you for listening today. Hopefully you will subscribe and share with your friends. Next week, we will talk to one of my coworkers. She's basically my work wife. We will see what she's been up to in her little bubble in the country.